Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you as we open our eyes to the mystery of restitution. Lord, as we go in to look at the benefit of restitution today, we ask that you reveal the revelation of your word to us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you help all of us to do all our restitution to your grace and to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. If you are listening to the podcast for the first time, and you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever we are going to do will not benefit you at all. So for you to be a beneficiary of all we are going to do today, both the teaching and the prayer, you need to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I give you praise, I give you glory for helping me to see this day. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sin and you rose for my justification. Please, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Forgive me all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I believe, Lord Jesus Christ, you are Lord. Be the Lord of my soul and be the Savior of my life. From today onward, I hand over my life to you. Be my Lord and be my God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, Lord, I pray for as many this hour that have accepted you as Lord and Savior. Please, Daddy, forgive all their sins. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, write their name in the book of life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant them grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. By faith, we bring all of you into covenant with heaven. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Get your Bible, study the word of God. Our prayerfully joining any Bible believing church around you where they teach holiness, righteousness, faithfulness, and they emphasize and they emphasize the fruit of the spirit. These are the things we need to make heaven. The fruit of the spirit. And they teach you about end time rapture, great tribulation, the judgment throne. These are the things we need to hear this end time. I pray that the Lord will lead you to his church. When we hear the word of God, that will help you to make heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this is the part three of restitution, and this is going to be the last part of it, which is benefit of restitution. Benefit of restitution. Make sure you listen to part one and part two so that you can really understand all we have been saying. So straight we are looking at the benefit of restitution. Number one, as we restitute, God himself will also cause the devil and all that he has stolen and wrongfully taken away from us to be restored back to us. This is one of the mighty benefits of restitution. You know, many of all the devil have stolen from us. The devil has stolen from us when we were staying in the world. We don't know anything at all at all. He has stolen our dignity, our money, our time, our pride. There are so many things from us. But now that we are born again, the Lord has commanded the devil to restitute back to us, even in sevenfold, what he has stolen from us. So you see that in the book of Proverbs 6, Proverbs 6, 30 to 31. Men do not despise a thief. If he is still to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, 
But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Of his house. I pray for you that the devil will return back to you, restitute back to you sevenfold every good thing he has stolen from your life and from my life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So one of the benefits of restitution is that as a child of God, now that you are born again, you have the right to command the devil himself to restore back to you sevenfold everything he has stolen from you. Your money, your time, your resources, your dignity, your honor, your contract. Mention them as many things as possible. You know that now that the scale has fallen off from your eyes and you have seen Jesus as the light of the world and you are now conscious of the fact that you have lost so many things in the time past when you were seen in the world. So you have the authority also to move on the devil to return back to you in several fold. And remember, this covenant is most effective when you yourself have restituted back to others what you have wrongfully taken away from them in the time of your ignorance. But now that your eyes are open, you have known the truth, God has commanded us to do the needful. You see that in part one. I'm not going to be repeating myself. Get the part one there. So when you have restricted back to others, now that you are born again, what you have taken from them, stolen from them, and you have confessed all the necessary confession you need to do, you will now have the right to command the devil to restore back to you. Also, everything he has stolen from you. Remember, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, the Bible says, having in readiness to avenge all disobedient when your obedience is fulfilled. If you refuse to carry out your own restitutions by doing all, by, by putting all things that are wrong in your life right now that you are born again, it will be very hard for you to have the devil also to restitute back to you. So this benefit is effective weapon when your own restitution also has been done. You go by, you confess to people that you have wronged, they should forgive you. Where you have lied, you restitute, you your certificate that you have forged and other things like that. You put them all right so that you can have the right access also to deal with the devil by restoring back in sevenfold what he has told you for you. And another benefit of restitution is that all of us that have done restitution, you have legal 100% access to make heaven. If you don't know, you must know. Restitution is one of the key that will help us to make heaven. We see that in Art of Apostles, chapter 3, verse 21. And of course, that is our memory verse. It says, Whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophet, since the world began, which means that the prophet this all spoke about restitution. All the prophets. They spoke about restitution. The Bible says, Whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of us. So if you want heaven to receive you, you want to make heaven at the end of your Christian race on earth, you must do your restitution. You must do your restitution. You must repent of all those 
wickedness, all those things, all the certificates you have forged, you must go back and restitute. Don't sit on hot coal. It will burn you at the end of the day. I told you a story of a brother when we were in our pastoral disciple center. We were discussing about, about this same issue. I mean, issue that related to this restriction. He talked about how when he was writing his work that it was all loophole. You know, they stole, they steal, they did so many things at the end of the day. So after that, they have to go and rewrite his work again. And today it's free. And some of another one forged the certificate. You know, they help him, they help them to write their work, which they'll be using. They have to go back and rewrite their own work by themselves. So these are the things we are talking about. Little part two, you see what to restitute there. If you want to make heaven, make sure you do your restitution. It's a gateway to heaven. If you steal and do not restitute, it can hinder you from making heaven. Nothing will enter heaven that defile it. That is the truth. Not the entire heaven that the far led. You must see unto the restrictions of all things. Very strong scripture there. Very, very strong scripture. And you must memorize it and know it. Whom the heaven must receive unto the times of restitution of all things. I pray that the Lord give you, give me more grace to do all our restitution now that we are still alive in the mighty name of of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, it sharpens and empowers your spiritual authority. That's it. It sharpens and empowers your spiritual authority. I think I would like to read that 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Because oftentimes we quote that scripture, but we don't normally quote verse 6, which is the controlling key there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 3 to 6. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty true God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination and every item that is already said against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Look at verse 6. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. If you can't believe in disobedience to God, and expect the devil to obey you. That's why a lot of people, they will pray, they will scream, they will shout, demon will just be laughing at them. Because they are living in disobedience to God. If you want demon, devil to obey you, you obey God first. Obey God. The Bible says, when you draw nigh to God, when you submit to God, then you cannot go ahead and resist the devil. It says, submit therefore to God. What happens? That you obey God first, then go ahead and resist the devil. What will happen? The devil will flee from you. It sharpen and empower your spiritual authority. When you are putting right in your life, right things will have access to you. Number four, it helps you to be at peace with God. I love this. It helps us to be at peace with God. Restitution helps us to be at peace with God. The Bible says, Without holiness, no man shall see the law. And without restitution also, no man shall be at peace with God. With God. It's a very, very strong scripture. Let's look at the book of Job. 
20, verse 19 to 20. He said, Because he has oppressed and had forsaken the poor, because he has violently taken away an house which he builded not. Have you seen that? Commending of us, we have stolen, we have taken what does not belong to us. We have stolen, we have taken so many things that do not belong to us. Because he has oppressed and has forsaken the poor, because he has violently taken away an house which he builded not, or resources, surely he shall not feel quietness, look at that, in his belly. He shall find no peace. He shall not save of that which he desire. In other words, those that have stolen, the Bible says, even in their heart, they shall not feel quiet. In other words, they shall not have peace. You know, stealing is a sin. And the Bible says they will not have peace in their life. So when you restitute, it makes you to be at peace in your heart, within your body, even with God and man. Help you to be at peace with God and man. Number five. The disaster in Nehemiah 5, 11 to 3. Await those that refuse to do their restitution. I told you the story of the rich Jews in part 2. How they oppressed their poor Jews that just came back from captivity. You know, they have nothing, so they have to borrow so many things from them in order for them to pick up their economic activities and living. And because these poor Jews could not pay at the expiration of the time of agreement, the rich one started loading it over them by exerting them and exacting them, you know, taking advantage of them, basically they cannot pay back what they have borrowed from them and other things. Then he started collecting their property from them. They would take some of their children in slavery to go and be working on their farm to pay back the money their parent is owing. And when Jeremiah saw it, he was bitter. He was very, very angry at them. How dare you do this to your brother? People you're supposed to help, you are now exploiting them because of your privilege, advantage. He now told them that all of you restore back everything you've taken from them so that you will not be destroyed out of the surface of the earth. It lays serious cause on them. And it, it is not about death sentence. Let's look at that. Nehemiah chapter 5, 11 to 13. Restore, I pray you, to them. Even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses. These are the things they've taken away from them. Also, the hundred part of the money, and also their money, and of the corn, the wine, and the oil that ye exact of them. See that? Then said they, We will restore them, and will require nothing of them. So we will do as thou say. Then I called the priest and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. 
Also, I took my lamp, look at that, prophetic praying, prophetic action now, and said, so God, shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performing not this promise, even thus be he shaken out and empty. And all the congregation said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did according to the promise. Thank God they all carried out their restitution. But returning back to their brethren, everything they've collected from them. Because Nehemiah told them, I said, I'm shaking my lap, so shall all of you be shaken out of your house. In other words, all of you shall die. You'll be destroyed out of Israel. If you do not return back, their money, their land, their olivia, their, their fruit, their crops that you have taken forcefully from them because they were indebted to you. And the Bible said, the people say, Amen. In other words, they restore back. So judgment of God is looming upon the liver that refuse to carry out their restitution. Number six, your children will escape the consequences of the punishment that God pronounced in Job 20, 10 to 11. Unbeliever that will carry out their restitution. That is Nehemiah, let's look at what God also said through Job, talking about it. God called it as an act of wickedness. God called it an act of wickedness. Imagine you have lied against somebody, you have scattered somebody home as an unbeliever. Maybe you separated them, and now that you are born again, and you see them, you see the woman maybe being punished unjustly. It is, an, it is great wickedness. If you will not return back to do the news for and some of us that are Christians that are bankers, you have to be very, very careful what you are doing, all in the name of banking policy. All policy must bow. The Bible says, in the name of God, all needs to bow. The highest word, the highest law in life is the Bible. Whether you are a lawyer, I know one of my lawyer friends that told me that lying is part of their profession as a lawyer. You have to be careful. If you are a lawyer, you have lying, better go and do your restitution because of your love for money. Some say, why, why I love the profession called law is because. Whether they lose or they win, they are, they are always making their money. My dear, the money you are making, is it bringing peace to people's home? Or is it bringing disaster to the life of people? Is it bringing peace? Or you are a medical doctor. You collect money from people. You give somebody SVB to another person. In the name of money, or you are not. You better go and restitute. You give a child that does not belong to a man to, to him. Because of your love and quest for money. You tamper with somebody's destiny. You scatter somebody's life by allowing him to grow under the parent that did not give birth to them. Do you know what you have done? You've shattered destiny. You've caused chaos. Or you give somebody else children to your father. I know some traditional custom in Nigeria. When a lady will be pregnant, the next thing is to carry the child because there are no people prior to go and give it to the father. You now lie to that child that your father is the biological father. Meanwhile, the real biological father is somewhere else and say you are going to heaven. You better go and do your restitution. All kind of wickedness going on even among God believers. 
Some of us, we value our custom, our tradition, and the word of God. The Bible says the word, that, that tradition, custom, made the word of God of non-effect. Listen to my message on disaster of tradition and customs. If you are still allowing your custom, your tradition to be ruling your life, you are walking gradually to hell fire. Because those customs and traditions, many of them were laid down by devil himself to our great, great forefather. When they conquest, when they conquer a particular territory, a particular environment, a survivor of the fittest, they will fight, they will kill themselves when they survive, take over the entire land, take over the entire environment. And for them to live peacefully, the demon in that land will appear to them, they will make peace with the demon. Whatever has them to be doing here, live to, to live in peace, they're going to do it. So those customs and traditions that are against the word of God, they are not from God at all. They are not from God. You are a banker, you are a lawyer, I don't know how many are managing to enter into this, or you are a medical doctor, you have exchanged people, children, to a wrong partner, do your restriction, or you're a lawyer, you have lied against somebody, you send somebody to a prison yard because of money, you say you have won a case, you better go and do your restitution, my dear, fast, quick, and do it now, that you have know the truth. The Bible says in the time of ignorance, God overlooked, he said that now that we have known the truth, Acts chapter 19, verse 30, don't ever forget that, I read the other time in Amplify, and I will read it again. It says, source former ages of ignorance, God. It is true, ignore and allow to pass unnoticed. But now he charges all people everywhere to repent, to change their mind for the better, and hardly to amend their ways with abhorrence of their passings. With abhorrence of their passing, with terrible sin, terrible wickedness we have committed. Make your way right with God, child of God. Call help us in Jesus' name. Pray like this. Say, my Lord, my God, have mercy on me. Help me to do my restitution. Help me to carry out all my restitution in the name of our Lord Jesus. Help me to put in right now that I have known the truth. So that right thing can come to me. So that I can have access to my blessings. So that I can also receive back in sevenfold all that the devil has stolen from me. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Job 20, 10 to 11, we are number 6. So that you and Jesus will escape the disaster that is waiting for the wicked. In Job 20, 10 to 11. His children shall seek to please the poor, and his hands shall restore their goods. Have you seen that? His bones are full of the sins of his youth. We shall lie down with him in the doors. Though wickedness be sweet in his mouth, though he hide it under his tongue, though he spear it and forsake it not, but keep it still within his mouth. I've seen what the Lord has spoken there. Let me read it again, 10 to 11. He said his children shall seek to please the poor. That means they, they, might, they, they might end up living their life in poverty. And his hands shall restore their goods. He said his bones are full of the sins of his youth. We shall lie down with him in the doors. That is divine judgment of Sunday death that God has pronounced there. That if one refuse to carry out his restitution. God is saying here that the person hmm, 
might end up living in poverty. Might end up living in poverty because they will continue to steal from you as long as you have stolen from others. We continue to steal from you. What that's supposed to come to the devil can block it. They will block it. So one of the majority of people that are living in poverty today is because they have not done their restitution. You may not, you, 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 might, you, might, you might see it as if it's not, but that is the truth. The rate of poverty in the body of Christ today is so, is so alarming that you cannot explain it. Because when you have stolen from someone else, your own blessing will be stopped from coming to you by the devil. But when you restore, then yours also will be restored back to you. If they refuse, he says he may go down to the graveyard with this same sin hanging upon his neck. If you read to 15, he says he has swallowed down riches. He says he shall vomit them up again. God shall cast them out of belly. Often the time we normally link this to the devil alone. It's not only the devil alone. Even many of us believers, many of us believers, pastors, ministers, we have swallowed down riches that do not belong to us. And God says he's going to cast it out. And when he's casting it out, it's like diverting blessings that are supposed to come to us away. Diverting to another, diverting away. That's what God is talking about. I pray you will cast this revelation in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Number seven, it will open good doors of blessing to us. I've said that before. To open good door of blessings to us, direct access to God. To open door of blessings to us, because talk about the fact that I open to us, door blessing the book of Revelations, which no man shall be able to shut. It's only you that can shut it with your hand. And when you are stopping goodness, blessings from coming to other, don't think that your own will come. That was whatsoever a man so the same will reap. Let's wake up from our slumber and call his spade his speed. You have access to God, you have access to all his blessings. Hebrews 4:16. Let us therefore come boldly. Many of us cannot come to God boldly. Because of one little sin or the other, you know that you are committing. You wonder whether God is ever answering you. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You have to come to God boldly. Get rid of that sin. That is in you. A beloved sister was talking about the other time that time she to go to evangelism. She, she's not always balanced within herself because of the sin of bribe that she normally collects once a while. So which time she wants to do some dangerous thing against the kingdom of darkness, she fear normally grip her. Maybe the devil will react against her through that sin. But since the time she has given up the sin of bribe, she's now bold 100% to confront anything and to go before God to obtain grace to help and mercy in time of need. So this is what you enjoy when you carry out your decision. You were able to go before God boldly onto the throne of grace so that you can obtain mercy and of course find grace to help in time of need. And by it, it will bring deliverance from bondage to our life. Most especially the unknown bondage. The unknown bondage. Restitution will bring massive deliverance to our life to set us free from so many bondage of the devil. There are so many benefits of restitution. But this is the little the Lord has helped me to be able to share with you Psalm 119, verse 1 
53. Psalm 119, 153. Consider my afflictions and deliver me, for I do not forget the love. Consider my afflictions and deliver me, for I do not forget thy love. Only God can deliver you from every affliction. And one of the key by where you'll be delivered is when you're restituted. Restitution brings deliverance. If you don't know, you know, even know for anything, the deliverance of all your goods, of your brain, that they will have stolen. Restitution will cause the tide of situations and circumstances of things to turn around in our favor. To turn things around in our favor. It will cause the situations, circumstances, tide of things to turn around to our favor. Pray this prayer. Say, my Lord, my God, I have heard your word. I know I cannot help myself. Help me to carry out all my restitutions so that I can have full access to my blessings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Help me, my Father. Help me, my Lord. To carry out all my restitutions. To carry out all my restitution. To carry out all my restitution. In the name of our Lord Jesus. So that I can have direct access also to my own blessings. To my own promotion. To my own advancement. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that I'll be able to call those things that be no adult the way. And they will manifest speedily. So that my answer will be answered speedily, O God. So that my prayer will be answered speedily in the name of our Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord, to carry out my restitution in the name of our Lord Jesus. I am no another helper but you, O Lord. Help me, my Father. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, my Father. Help me, Holy Spirit, to carry out my restitution now in the name of our Lord Jesus. I receive grace from above. I receive mercy from above to carry out my restitution to do the needful now that I'm still alive. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Of all, don't forget our memory verse. Try and read it in so many other scriptures. It's very, very vital. Acts chapter 3, verse 21. And of course, our test, Exodus 22, 1-17, talks so much about restitution. The law helps you to do your restitution in the name of our Lord Jesus. You will not miss heaven because of restitution, and I will also make heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We receive grace to make heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, have mercy on our soul. Deliver all from every stronghold of the devil that want to take away heaven from us in Jesus' mighty name. Appreciate the word of God with as many people as possible. As many people as possible. Don't forget about worship word, John 5, 25. Call those things out that you want, and they will respond. Jesus Christ spoke to the storm. He said, peace be still. We were told by geographer that that sea of Galilee is the most calmness of all sea all over the world today. Because the word Jesus Christ spoke to it, it's still really up to today. He spoke to the dead, they came back to life. So we keep on speaking the word of God. Whatever you need, keep on calling them. Keep on calling them. And they will answer you in Jesus' mighty name. We are praying. Stay blessed until we see you again. Remember, holiness, righteousness, faithfulness. These are the key you need to make heaven. 
Don't let it go. Lay hold on them. In Jesus' name. Amen.